Welcome to Business by Design, the podcast for women entrepreneurs who are ready to break free from self-doubt, master the essential skills, and embrace the victorious life they deserve. I'm your host, Valerie Priester, and I am absolutely delighted to be your guide on this transformative journey. Are you a fierce, ambitious woman entrepreneur determined to turn your dreams into reality? Do you crave the freedom and fulfillment that comes with running a profitable business, but find yourself held back by doubts and uncertainty? You're not alone. I understand the struggles and challenges women face on their entrepreneur path. And that's why Business by Design is here to empower you with the skills and mindset techniques you need to break free from limitations and soar to new heights. Join me to explore the art of getting out of your head taming that inner critic, and conquering imposter syndrome. I'll help you unravel the secrets of cultivating an unshakable mindset, one that propels you forward even in the face of adversity. I'll be open and honest and share how I walked the talk, turned my passion into profit, and created my version of a victorious life. I'll share my hard-earned wisdom, tips, and actionable advice, empowering you to overcome obstacles and forge your own path to success. So if you're ready to break free from limiting beliefs, learn the skills you need for a thriving business, and embrace the victorious life you've always envisioned, hit that subscribe button now and join me every week on Business by Design. Remember, your success is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of design. Designing your victory is a choice, and you can decide today. Hello, it's Valerie Priester here with another episode of Business by Design. So we're on part two of our four-part journey to rekindling the fire within, all about igniting your business and life. Last week, we talked about rediscovering your passion. We discussed the importance of rekindling the fire within. We talked about what happened to your fire, right? Why did it uh, win and why did it, 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 you know, get dampened? And some of the areas where this, you know, could possibly have happened was in burnout or overwhelm, uh, lack of progress or lack of recognition of your progress, a loss of connection to your purpose, right? And then we talked about the power of passion. Remember, passion is a powerful force that can lead to greater success, happiness, and fulfillment, both in business and in your personal life. And then I gave you a tip and a strategy on how to really rediscover your passion. So one is to identify first where and why you lost your passion. And then The strategy is to do some self-reflection and journaling to identify areas of genuine passion and purpose to help you rediscover and rekindle your passion. So this week, we're going to talk about overcoming obstacles and self-doubt. Okay, so when we look at self-doubt and obstacles, we know that these two things can extinguish the fire in your business and in life. And and it does that by creating a cycle of negative thoughts and challenges that erode your motivation and your confidence. 
Some of these are self-doubt, of course, right? Self-doubt is when you doubt your abilities or your worthiness, right? It's when you hesitate to take risks, make decisions, or pursue opportunities. And self-doubt can lead to procrastination. It can lead to indecision. And it can lead to a fear of failure, which hinders your progress and your passion. Another area is negative self-talk. So self-doubt often results in a stream of negative self-talk that can undermine your self-esteem. So this shows up in, you know, you may question your skills, you, you second guess your choices, you lose faith in your vision, and all of this causes a loss of enthusiasm and purpose. Another area is avoidance, right? As self-doubt takes hold, you may avoid taking on new challenges or responsibilities, right? Choosing to stay within your comfort zone. And we know when you stay within your comfort zone, nothing changes, right? Nothing happens. You cannot grow within your comfort zone. But this avoidance limits your growth and it can lead to stagnation, which means you miss out on opportunities, both for personal and professional growth and development. Another area is the obstacles, right? So when... When we're faced with external obstacles, such as financial setbacks, um, market competition, or unforeseen challenges, right? The resulting stress and frustration can dampen your passion and your enthusiasm. And so overcoming obstacles can be truly emotionally draining. And this can lead to burnout and exhaustion. Another one is impact on decision-making. So self-doubt and obstacles can cloud our judgment. And this causes us to uh, make caution or fear-based decisions rather than decisions that align with our goals and our values. And what happens here is this can lead to missed opportunities and regrets, right? So self-doubt and obstacles create a negative feedback loop that undermines your confidence, uh, stifles your enthusiasm and impedes your progress in both business and in life. So let's talk about self-doubt and the inner critic, right? Identifying your inner critic. So self-doubt can manifest in various forms and the inner critic can be, uh, it can be quite persuasive. <laughs> so here, here are just, three common forms of self-doubt and the inner critic and how, how all of this shows up. One is the imposter syndrome. I know you've heard that a million times, right? The imposter syndrome is a prevalent form of self-doubt. This is where individuals feel they are not as competent as others or, or let, me, let me rephrase that, not as competent as others perceive them to be right? So we feel like, and, and, and it shows up like this. So people are complimenting you. They're talking about how great you are, right? Like I get it all the time. You're an amazing coach. Oh my goodness, you helped me, you know, pull out this confidence and I, I couldn't have done it without you. And, and so you hear these things, but what happens is you don't feel that you're that competent. You don't feel that you're that amazing and you're that great, right? And you often like attribute your accomplishments to luck rather than your abilities, 
And so what happens also is that you live in this fear of being exposed. That's imposter syndrome. Okay. Another one is a perfectionism. Ooh, I'm a recovering perfectionist, so I truly understand this one, right? Perfectionism involves setting unrealistic high standards for yourself and then engaging in relentless self-criticism when you don't meet those standards. And the inner critic imperfectionist, it can be very harsh, right? And very unforgiving. And what it does is it constantly points out the flaws, the mistakes, the weaknesses. And then there's comparison. I know you've heard also that comparison is the killer and the, and the thief of all joy and dreams and all of that, right? It's very true. So what happens is many individuals constantly compare themselves to others, right? And, and they're focusing on those that they perceive to be uh, more successful, more attractive, more accomplished, right? And what, what the inner critic does in this form is it highlights the comparisons and emphasizes the perceived shortcomings, which leads to feelings of inadequacy and jealousy and even sometimes envy, right? So recognizing and, and really addressing these common forms of self-doubt and, and the inner critic it's essential to your professional and your personal growth, right? Because they can limit potential and certainly hinder your pursuit of your passions and your goals. So it really helps if you can identify, you know, if any of these are showing up and there's many, many more, but these, these are just three that I know are like the top three that I often encounter when I'm working with women entrepreneurs, okay? And so, you know, even for myself, like the, the imposter syndrome, that was, that was a real big one for me even. And it showed up when I made the shift from life coaching to business coaching, because I never felt that I was an expert enough to be a business coach in, in the moment when I made that decision, right? What helped me to make the decision is I had a coach at the time, which I always have a coach because <laughs> I believe coaches should have coaches. And my coach at the time, Help me to see that, yes, indeed, you are an expert in these certain areas and which qualifies you to help and teach others how to do the same thing. Well, I was hung up in my head because, you know, I, I was a life coach, but the women that were coming to me wanted help with building their coaching businesses. And I could not understand, like, why are they coming to me for that? Because I'm a life coach. <laughs> I'm talking about life things and, you know, stuff that's happening in your life, not business. Well, my coach at the time had to help me realize that you have been in business for, I think at the time, like four years and your business is well established. They can see that and, and they encounter that when they experience you. So, you know, let's say someone signs up for a discovery call and all of the bells and the buttons and the whistles work properly, right? So they were seeing that and they wanted the same thing. And so she helped me to understand that, you know, if you're just five steps ahead of someone, you can teach and help them to reach the five steps that you're on. And that really stayed with me and it still stays with me today. I, I know and I understand now that if, if you're just, again, five steps ahead, then you are qualified to teach someone how to, how to take those five steps to get to where you are. But that was all a part of my imposter syndrome, right? So let's look at some 
uh, real insights into the psychology of self-doubt. So when we think about um, self-doubt, please understand and know that it's very complex and it's rooted in our cognitive and emotional processes, right? So some key insights are our innate tendencies. So self-doubt is a natural and a universal human experience. And it stems from our instinct to access or assess, <laughs> to assess risk and potential threats, right? And this can be beneficial in avoiding harm, but it can also be detrimental when it becomes excessive. Another insight is our cognitive distortions. So self-doubt often involves cognitive distortions. And this is where individuals engage in negative or irrational thinking, right? They may focus on perceived failures, um, magnify shortcomings, and they may even engage in the all or nothing thinking, right? And, and this is where they view situations in extreme terms. Like you've probably met, you know, some people that everything is, what did my grandmother used to say? Everything is a mountain instead of the molehill that it is, right? Or they turn it into a mountain. They turn a molehill into a mountain, right? That's all about cognitive distortions, okay? And then there's the influence of past experiences. There's the past failures, the past criticisms or the trauma, all of those experiences. And these can contribute to the development of self-doubt, right? These experiences can create a negative self-image and it can reinforce the inner critic's negative narrative, okay? And then there's the social and cultural factors, right? Social comparison, we talked a little bit about the comparison, right? Social comparison and, and social um, standards, these can play a role in self-doubt, right? And, and what happens is people often compare themselves to others and they internalize Ex the, the societal expectations, right? And, and this can lead to feelings of inadequacy. And when they perceive themselves as being inadequate, they also perceive themselves as falling short, right? Of everything that they accomplish or attempt to accomplish. And then there's the self-esteem and the self-worth, right? Self-doubt is closely linked to self-esteem and self-worth. So low self-esteem can make you more susceptible to self-doubt, while a healthy self-esteem provides a buffer against self-criticism and the self-doubt. And then there's impact on behavior. Self-doubt can significantly influence behavior, right? It may lead to avoidance, as we talked about, right? Um, and that's where you avoid challenges. It can lead to procrastination. It can lead to hesitation in making decisions, right? It can also hinder, again, your professional and your personal growth. So when you understand the psychology of self-doubt, that's the first step in addressing and managing it, right? Understanding what it is that you're really dealing with. As they always say, you, you can't change what you can't acknowledge, Right? So you need to understand why the self-doubt shows up and why these things happen. So now let's look at some strategies for overcoming the obstacles in the self-doubt. When, when you learn to silence your inner critic, <laughs> that is what will help you to overcome 
the self-doubt and then regain your confidence. Okay, so here, here are three practical techniques to help you achieve that, silencing this inner critic. Okay, one is mindfulness and self-awareness. So practice mindfulness meditation to become more aware of your thoughts and your emotions. And when you notice the self-critical thoughts rising up, acknowledge them and acknowledge them without judgment. Right now, I know for some people, meditation can be challenging if you've never done it or if you feel like, oh, I don't know how to do it. But it's simply just sitting in the silence. Don't make any more of it than that. Sit in the silence and listen for what you hear. Now, your mind may be going a thousand miles a minute and, and thoughts and everything coming. But just practice acknowledging the thought and letting it go. Like I, I, I imagine it being a cloud floating by. Oh, there's a thought and then just letting it go, right? I acknowledge you, I see you, I let it go. It's when we try to stop the thoughts that prevent us from having successful meditation sessions. So don't try to stop them, just acknowledge them without judgment and let them go, okay? And then you wanna challenge the negative self-talk by asking yourself if these thoughts are based on facts or are they based on assumptions, right? Are they helping or are they hindering your progress? Challenge them. The other thing you can do is positive affirmations and cognitive restructuring. So developing a list of positive affirmations that counter your inner critic's negative messages is very helpful. For example, um, I am capable and can handle challenges or I deserve success right? Those are very positive affirmations. And so whenever your inner critic speaks up, consciously replace those negative thoughts with your positive affirmations. And what will happen over time, this can rewire your thought patterns. So you're not having those same negative thoughts. And then of course, there's always seek external um, perspective and support, okay? Sometimes you want to share your self-doubt and your inner critic with a trusted friend, a member, a coach, therapist, right? Um, because sometimes external perspectives can provide a more balanced view of your abilities and achievements. Because again, whether they used to say a, a second pair of eyes are always better than just one, <laughs> right? And then you want to surround yourself, of course, with supportive and encouraging people who can help counteract the effects of your inner critic. That's very important. Have an accountability partner. If you're looking to be successful in your business and even in life, have an accountability partner, someone that can, again, be your sounding board, hear you out, give you a different perspective and hold your feet to the fire, right? And call you out on your stuff. That's an accountability partner. And that will really help you. So here's some ways to overcome the external obstacles, right? That may be hindering you in your progress. Um, the, this is critical also, if, if you're looking to achieve your goals and if you're looking to reignite your passion, right? You want to um, overcome these external obstacles. So one is strategic problem solving, right? So you wanna assess the nature of the obstacle and break it down into smaller manageable components. Often we look at things much greater than they really are. 
But if you really take an honest look at it and really just break it down into smaller manageable components, it will help you with problem solving. And then you want to identify um, potential solutions or strategies to address each of the components. Okay, then prioritize these solutions based on their feasibility and their potential impact on the problem. And then you want to implement your chosen strategies. Okay, so it's one thing to plan, but you got to make sure you implement and then be prepared to adjust your approach as needed, because as you start to implement, you you gain more clarity, I feel like, and you, and you can see things, you know, a little bit clearer. So you may need to make some adjustments. Be willing to do that. Okay. The other is um, resilience and persistence, right? Understand that facing obstacles, this is a normal part of any journey, especially when we're talking about building a business. And setbacks are a normal part of the journey as well, right? And they don't define your, your capabilities or your potential or your ability. It's just a part of the process, right? So you want to cultivate resilience by maintaining a positive mindset and staying committed to your goals, even in the face of adversity, right? Learn from each obstacle. I, I always say to my clients, take the lesson and leave the blame right? So you want to learn from each of the obstacles and view it as an opportunity for personal growth and skill development. And then you want to just keep pushing forward, keep pushing forward with determination, right? Adjusting your strategies as you need to, and making sure that those adjustments are helping you to get closer to overcoming the obstacle, okay? And then always seek support, and resources. Reach out, right? Reach out to mentors, coaches, experts in the field that you're looking to overcome these obstacles, right? Having an expert to help you with that is always greater than you trying to figure it out on your own, right? All right. Now, <laughs> so here's where, you know, many of my clients um, can conquer the self-doubt and 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 move past you know those that that self-limiting self-talk and they do this because again they're focused on really identifying where is the self-doubt showing up why is it showing up and then implementing the strategies and the techniques that I teach to help them move beyond them right so they they have conquered self-doubt in in areas where you know charging uh, higher fees right because you feel like, ah, I'm not talented enough, gifted enough, smart enough, whatever it is, then that not enoughness to charge higher fees. Well, when you move past the self-doubt, you can charge higher fees. You learn to set boundaries around how you serve your clients, right? How you run your business and, and how you make certain that you're taking care of yourself, okay? All of that comes out of conquering self-doubt. And then you learn to love even more what you do and learn how to get paid well for doing it. When you conquer self-doubt, nothing's the limit for you, right? You can accomplish and do anything that you really desire, right? So remember, silencing your inner critic is an ongoing process. And this may take time and effort, so don't expect it to happen overnight. Be patient with yourself and consistently practice the techniques that we've talked about today so that you can build a healthier self-image and boost your self-confidence.
Remember, mindfulness and self-awareness is important. Positive affirmations and cognitive restructuring. And then seek external perspective and support, right? By approaching external obstacles with a strategic mindset, resilience, and a willingness to seek support when you need it, you can navigate and ultimately overcome challenges. And all of this can be done on your path to rekindling your passion and achieving your goals. Join me next week as we talk about goal setting and resilience in rekindling your passion. Remember, designing your victory is a choice and you get to decide today. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Business by Design podcast. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on proven mindset techniques, strategies, and tools to help you design your victory and create the business and life you desire. Also, if you're ready to talk about the business and life that you really want, head on over to ValeriePriester.com and schedule your private business breakthrough clarity call. Until next week, remember, designing your victory is a choice. Start today.